your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And the uniforms look good. The Avalanche did not themselves. Um, So, you know, game one and the Avalanche drop it four to one to St. Louis. Not how you wanted to start the season. You know, you, you... it's always the possibility that you could, you know, game one ends up in the loss column. Uh, but when it when it's like this, it stings a little bit more. And, you know, no excuses to be made. Uh, but th- this looked like a team that has only been practicing for a couple weeks. And for a, a large part, so did St. Louis. I, you know, I thought from top to bottom this was uh, a pretty ugly game. And St. Louis got more of the bounces going in their way. And they played a fantastic defensive game. That's where St. Louis won this game. So we will get into all of it. Game one. We'll break it all down. First things first. Follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter. L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. On Instagram. Search for Lockdown Avalanche. And send any questions. I know you have concerns. uh, Opinions. Whatever's on your mind to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. I will say this, it's just one game. And like I said, because it's game one, we're going to blow this up way more than it needs to be. But take things into account. It's game one. They haven't had a, a full training camp. They've had no preseason. True, that goes for everybody playing. And you could see it. If you, I watched a lot of hockey yesterday. And with the exception of the Toronto-Montreal game, guys are getting the kinks out, okay? And even in that game, you could tell there were some things that... We're, nobody's in midseason form right now. So this is what we do. We we take game one, and we kind of hang everything on that one singular game. But these games are important because there are only 56 games, so, you know... The problems that the Avalanche had need to get corrected and get corrected very fast. Kind of figured it was going to be a bad day when, you know, we got news that Eric Johnson, the NHL released the list of 20 some odd players who tested positive and Eric Johnson was on there. So we figured that's what it was. Uh, I guess he seems to be nearing the end of it. I don't know if he's going to play. Um, but we will, you know, if I get more information on that for tomorrow's show, obviously we'll pass that along or just follow me on Twitter, but that's where he stands. Clearly Connor Timmons came in and did not have his best game. We're going to get to the stats later on and we're going to focus on the plus minus, which is not a stat you typically put your focus on, but they are glaring and they are ugly. So, uh, we'll get to, we'll get to that a little bit later. But like I said, I, I didn't th- like this was just not the, the best game visually to watch. Avalanche had no spacing. I mean, they, they were running into each other at one point. I can't remember the guy who was calling the game, who's doing the play by play. At one point, 
he made the call where Kadri ran into Landeskog. And that's not what you want to hear. So, you know, and that's all stuff that gets worked out as you play more. And, you know, when it's on display for everybody to see, it, it just looks bad. St. Louis wasn't as bad as Aval- the Avalanche were. Uh, but they 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 got to work out the kinks too, and like I said, it just you know things went St. Louis's way when it came to the Avalanche making kind of some stupid plays, especially in the third period. In the first period, you know, right off the bat, John, uh, I said Jonathan Taves again, Devontae gets hurt, and it looked a little nasty. Took a shot to the head. He was out the rest of the first period, but he did come back and he looked, he looked pretty decent to me. I thought he looked okay. He didn't, he still managed to get 21 minutes of ice time. Um, and he, he looked, he looked solid. Um, didn't show any ill effects from that hit. They got a power play out of that and got nothing from it. A little bit later, they got another power play and Andre Burakovsky with a really nice pass from Comfer. Uh, which he hammered home, and that's your first goal of the season, and you're feeling good. That's what you want. You wanted that first goal. You always want the first goal, but you especially want the first goal in the first game of the season, and they got it. And then from there, it was just St. Louis, especially in the first period. St. Louis owned that first period. 18-5 to shots in favor of St. Louis in that first period. And I don't know what happened after that Burakovsky goal in the first, but they were just sloppy. They were sloppy from there on out. Did the first goal get to their heads? I don't want to think that. I'm not, you know, St. Louis is a good team. Colorado knows St. Louis is a good team. So just because they got a power play goal the first five minutes into the period does not mean they're going to just back off and take the foot off the gas. But maybe it's the other way around. Maybe St. Louis said we can't let these guys get going because if you get if you let them get going, it's over. And they they put their foot on on the Avalanche throat, and you know you saw it in in the first. The Avalanche seemed to correct things in the second, and they got a, a lot more opportunities. They pretty much turned the shots on goal around, and they led the second shots on goal fifteen to six. But they had nothing to show for it. And it seemed like the Avalanche went back to, for a little while, the big three line. I saw Landeskog, McKinnon, and Rantanen on the same line for a while. Um, And Jared Bednar does that a lot. Uh, If he does not start them on the first line to start the game, by the second period, if they are down, he's putting them together just to jumpstart it. And that's fine. I am completely fine with that. But I think for the rest of the time, you did see Landis Scott go back down to the second line, which was awful. That line was not good whatsoever. And again, hang around for those stats because they're ugly. Um, in the third, kind of more, it was a little bit more evenly played. Uh, but the the third goal was a sloppy, sloppy play. And Saint after that, St. Louis. Well, after St. Louis got up 3-1, to one, Calvert had kind of a wide-open net. I think it was Nachuskin who passed him a puck. Or no, it was Graves. Graves passed him a puck, and it just skidded off his off his blade. And, you know, that happens. 
and that's just kind of like a sign of how this game went for the avalanche that if that pass and shot attempt is made in a month that's in the net easy but just the timing is just not there right now and it will get there st louis after that kept the puck in their zone for what seemed like an eternity and they had no desire to take a shot and they just kept circling from the blue line down to the goal behind the goal back to the blue line it was just a rotation that was pitcher perfect and you would see one guy subbing in get fresh legs in there in and out in and out. and they kept that puck in the zone i say it seemed like an eternity and it was damn near close to 3 minutes which for one shift is an eternity in hockey so it was just a lot went wrong, and then they get another goal on a, another kind of stupid play by Colorado. It was they they handed them the goals, and St. Louis is a good enough team to take advantage of the goals, even when they're not at their best. So ugly game. Um, we'll we'll kind of break down the the stats, and then we'll get into what went wrong, and what what went right, if anything. And there is some good. I mean, you can take some good out of any game. So we'll we'll get into that stuff. But first, we're going to hear from our friends over at BetOnline.ag. Uh, if you had money down on this on the Avalanche, I apologize for that. Uh, I didn't tell you to pick them. Normally, you know, I don't pick my own team. So you can't blame me for this one. You can blame me for other picks, but not this one. Um, and BetOnline.ag, they are our new... Uh, sponsor, which we trust here at Locked On to take care of all your betting, sport betting needs. Go to betonline.ag, sign up for your free account, and whatever you deposit for your first account, BetOnline will put in 50% more. So whether you put in 100 bucks, you get 50. If you want to put 20 bucks, you get another 10. And uh, now is the time to put some money down on some sports because, like I said, the, the NFL is, is here and uh, Super Bowl is right around the corner. And with basketball in full swing, baseball's around the corner. You can do future bets. Whatever you can drum up, uh, BetOnline will take that action. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code, which is locked on, to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so... Let's look at some stats, even though you might not want to. Let's let's do it. You, you got to take the good with the bad here. Uh, so overall stats, shots on goal, St. Louis led it 32-27, to 27, and that's not bad considering, uh, especially considering that first period. Everything else, whatever. The thing that is glaring once again is power play. And the Avalanche were one for four on the power play. The Burkowski goal, their only goal, was on the power play. It was their second power play of the game. So you felt good about that, right? You're one out of two. And keep that going. And you had another two in in the second. No power plays in the third, for the Avalanche anyway. Um, And and nothing to show for it. So one out of four, obviously, is 25%. That's not awful, I mean, you, you that you know at the end of the season, you kind of know the percentages of what would be uh, top tier. I wish I remember who last year was top tier, but uh, you know one out of four is not 
it's not the end of the world. But uh, what is concerning, once again, is looks. And they really didn't get a lot of good looks on the power play. If they, if they were getting good shots off, high-quality shots, high-chance shots, you'd be like, okay, one for four. I'll live with that with the, the idea of they were getting shots around the net. But they weren't. They really weren't. So um, that that's kind of like your game stats. And then, like I said in the beginning, looking at the Avalanche team stats. Obviously, you only have uh, three points doled out because there was two assists on the um, – the Burkowski goal. So he got the goal. Comfort and Gerard got your assists. Obviously, everybody else had donuts. Uh, you look at the plus minus, and it's not good. So Brandon Saad, not how you want to start your avalanche career with a minus three. Nazem Kadri, you got some work to do to turn your minus four around. And Gabe Landeskog chimed in with a minus three of his own. So for that entire second line, you are a minus 10. You're not going to win many games doing that. Now, that is not going to be the norm. Uh, We are not going to see that on a regular basis. But that just jumps off the stat sheet. And let's not forget, there's one more minus three on this stat sheet. And who's the one guy that you wouldn't want it to go to? Kind of just, not, not he's not just starting his Avalanche career, but he is slotted in for a fan favorite in Eric Johnson. And that's Connor Timmons, who finished the game with a minus three. So you have four guys with a minus three or worse. It's it's ugly. It's just not going to get the job done. Um, so that that's... Well, you can't say anything else about it. it. That just needs to get turned around. Plain and simple. And like I said, I know, I know plus minus is not a stat that you really hang your hat on. And uh, it, it's one of those stats like when it's good... You pay attention to it, like like Graves last year, his overall plus minus. And when it's bad, you play, pay attention to it, like a minus four for Kadri. So we'll get to on tomorrow's show. We'll have like like we did last season. We'll we'll have Jared Bednar's press conference, and uh, depending on what the players say, obviously they're not going to be too happy about this one. We'll have the sound bites from them, and, and I am willing to guess they are going to say things. Like, uh, you know, we're, we're just rusty. Uh, obviously, they're going to give you the typical answers and we need to play better. But, um, you know, I think you'll get more out of Jared Bednar because he's usually brutally honest. Um, and I think he will call out a couple guys. And he'll say, you know, like the, they were good on defense, but uh, we were bad on offense. And... Your talent on this team should be able to overcome that. You should be able to make adjustments to overcome that. Um, and it doesn't, I mean, they, they I don't want to say they didn't. They did, and they just had nothing to show for it, especially in the second. The second was their best period by far. 
And when, when you have a period like that, that you kind of turn it around, you're still in the game, obviously. You're down two to one. No goals were scored in the second. So when you kind of turn it around and you kind of get back into the game mentally, you get back into the game from a st- uh, statistical standpoint with, you know, shots on goal, and then you don't have anything to show for it, all right, you know, that you, you can, but you didn't give up anything. So that's good. Like, okay, it's bad that we didn't, we don't have anything to show for it, and we worked our butts off, but we didn't give up anything. So two to one, you're feeling pretty good going into the third. You really are. You're feeling like, okay, we can, we can, we just need something to, to bounce our way or get a breakout or, or something to happen where we can just bury a puck home and we're tied. And it didn't happen. Just didn't happen. And and that that's going going to happen in in certain games. And once again, you don't want it to happen in game number one. So the good thing is, you don't have to wait very long to play again, and you don't have to wait very long to play the same team again. Because on Friday you are turning around and playing St. Louis once again. So this is you know you don't really think. I didn't really think about it that way. Like when you when you if you lose a game, it's you know more like baseball and it's more like playoff hockey where uh, you can turn right around and say like let's go at it again, let's make some adjustments and let's go at it again. Now what you don't want is another loss. You definitely don't want to start the season zero and two, and you especially don't want to do it against the same team because uh, not only are you zero and two, they are two and zero. And you're already four points down. So, um, yeah, is the next game a big game? Yeah, it is. It's just to, to get that first win under your belt and to do it against a team that just pretty much embarrassed you um, and, you know, to, to get back even with them. And then you're even in the standings. You can kind of put that first game behind you and, you know, go from there. I think this could be the best thing that happened to the Avalanche, to be honest with you. Because you're you're getting all the accolades and everybody on paper says you know you're the favorite and 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 they're a good team you know like they they will be just fine uh, but hearing everything that they heard for the past couple months about how good they are I, I wouldn't doubt that St Louis got sick of hearing that themselves because St Louis is a good team and maybe St Louis is sitting over there saying like well what about us. So let's go stick it to them. And the Avalanche are going to get that every single game from their opponent because their their opponent is going up against what people are saying is the best team in the league. So they need to be prepared each and every game. And I'm not saying they weren't prepared today. I think they were prepared. I think, you know, if you're not prepared for game one, you're not going to be prepared for the rest of the game or the rest of the season, sorry. So uh, just one of those games that didn't didn't go... Uh, the way that we thought it would be in game one. But this is what we have. So um, we'll take one more quick little break, and then we'll kind of look into what went right and what went wrong, which was clearly a lot. But we are going to hear from our friends over at, who do we have today? Rock Auto. RockAuto.com. And uh, if if you were listening in your car, I, maybe I don't know, I hope you didn't take like, like a sledgehammer to your car or anything out of frustration. But if you did and you need to replace anything on your car, go to rockauto.com. 
rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake pads to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the how did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, so to wrap up here, we'll kind of look at the things that went right and the things that went wrong. So we'll start <clears throat> with the bad. And we probably could have done, you know, uh, a three-part series on the bad. But uh, pretty much it was just that the Avalanche, I'm sure Justin adjustments were made, but they could not solve St. Louis and their defensive pressure. St. Louis looked in midseason form with their defensive pressure. They gave the Avalanche no time and no space. And you would think the Avalanche could overcome that. Again, with, with the the talent that they have, you would think that uh, some minor adjustments and, uh, th- you know, they, they could get by it. And they did a couple times, which is going to happen in a hockey game. But for the most part, like, the Avalanche struggled to get their, the puck out of their own zone a couple times. Not a couple times, many times. And that was all due to St. Louis's pressure. So uh, I think that is a big thing going forward into Friday's game is how the Avalanche can kind of have clean exits and, and, and have – you know, a full head of steam and have some odd man rushes. Like they, they, I mean, I remember maybe like one or two odd man rushes that they had. It was just, uh, St. Louis was good position wise tonight. Um, and like I said, their offense didn't impress me the first period. It did. I mean, they had 18 shots on goal, but none of them were, you know, high chance shots. Um, it's kind of like, you know, run-of-the-mill offense for them, which is, you know, they, they don't have their best offensive players playing right now, but uh, they did what they had to do on the offensive end, and they relied on the defense. So I think going forward, for like I said, for Friday, uh, that's the big thing for Colorado, is how do we give them different looks to get clean exits and get some, uh, you know, offensive heads of steam going in their own direction outside of nathan mckinnon who did not show up on the stat sheet uh go, I think go. most of the avalanche players were uh Uh, I thought he played okay, but you know Nathan McKinnon jumps off the screen, 
uh, each and every game. But I didn't see anything from, you know, Rantanen looked a little sluggish. Um, you know, we went over the stats. So, you know, th- those guys, Burkowski had the goal. So you're like, all right, there's a great start for him. You didn't really see much from him after that. Um, I, let's see, I'm thinking of um, Taves. I liked what Taves did when he was out there. I was watching him specifically because when you go out with an injury, you wonder if there, you know, there's going to be lingering effects, and it didn't seem to be. So I thought he was okay. Um, but guys like, you know, Nachuskin and Belmar, um, all those, you know, role-playing guys really didn't have much in the tank tonight. So getting everybody cohesive and and all lines clicking and that'll come that 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 will come but it didn't come tonight so um yeah other than nathan mckinnon everyone just nobody really wanted to take over i think they were like well let's hope nathan takes over and gets us a goal and then maybe that'll galvanize everybody but you can't wait after him for do it to do it so we'll see how much that change as far as what went right, uh, I, I think the only thing that really went right for the Avalanche was their second period, and you see, you saw them fight back, and you knew that they would. You know, the first period, with the exception of the Burkowski goal, there wasn't a lot of bright spots. So going into the first intermission, I'm sure that was the talk because it, that Burkowski goal came almost right at the five minute mark, and then after that, it was 15 minutes of St. Louis Blues. So going into the locker room, I'm sure the talk was, you know, let's get going. And they did. They did. And it, I just wish they had something on the scoreboard to show to, to show their efforts. But, you know, Jordan Bennington had a, had a good game. He, he had a, a, a pretty good game. So a couple of his good effort and goal with the St. Louis defense – and that's their recipe. That's their recipe to win. And uh, I think the Avs can solve it. Uh, but we'll, we will see. We'll see on Friday. So you got to give St. Louis credit for this one, uh, especially their defense. So uh, I think the Avalanche offense will get going. You know that they will. They have too much talent. They have too much offensive firepower for games like this to be the norm for them. Uh, so one day off. And then back at it on Friday. So let me know what you guys think. I know a lot of comments were flying around on Twitter. People aren't happy. I get it. Uh, but, you know, when if by the time you're listening to this, hopefully that's subsided a little bit and just know that uh, this isn't football. This isn't football where you play once a week and every win and every loss has so much meaning. Uh, these games have meaning. I'm not trying to minimize it at all. But uh, it's one game. It's the beginning of the season. They're not crisp. Uh, they're not midseason form. But they will be. So we just have to uh, give them a little bit of time. I'm not saying give them a lot of time. We have to give them a little bit of time because you don't. We had. I talked about this not that long ago. You don't want to get off to a slow start, especially this season. So that's why I think maybe this is the best thing to happen to them. Because it'll jumpstart them. At least you would hope so. So let me know what you guys think. Get a hold of me, lockedonavalanche at gmail.com, or find me on Twitter, LOPN underscore avalanche, and let me know. That'll be it for today, everybody. Uh, it's just a loss. It's a crappy loss, but it's a loss. And uh, we'll see you guys 
on Friday. Stay safe. Here's Joby.